worship tonight. Come on, put your hands together. Hi, I'm Sandra Buchanan, all the way from Hudson, New York. I'm here with Apostle Garrett Cooper, all the way from Jersey, I think. Yes, um, yes. I'm just so excited for what God is doing in Iron Sharpener. If you're here for the first time and tuning into Iron Sharpener, you're wondering what Iron Sharpener is about. Iron Sharpener is a platform that God has given me to allow men and women to come and share and impart their gifting and talents and share their testimonies of what God have done for them. If you also have a business, we also advertise businesses on this platform. Glory to God. So everything that you want to impart to someone else, because we need one another, we need to sharpen one another. If you have dull ears in your life, you get to tune in and get the light of God to shine in those dark places in your life. So we could have a generation that's full of wisdom and knowledge because what people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Amen. Yes. So I'm just so excited today, today, if you are anywhere close by YouTube, Vimeo, we are here, Facebook. Hallelujah. You could tune in and hear. Apostle Gary Cooper, he'll be talking about giving his testimony and will telling us about his journey, where he started and how he was called to do what he do into the ministry. Glory to God. And I think it's very important to know how you will start. A lot of us are called. The Bible said many are called, but few are chosen. We are called, but you don't know what to do. You know you're gifted. You know you have greatness inside of you. And you don't know what to do because not everyone you could share your visions with. And the scripture says in Abaca, write the vision and make it plain and tablet for those who read it will run with it. Though it tarry, wait. The vision is yet for appointed time. And I truly believe in visions that God give us all gifting and talents. And it's up to us to make it come alive. Amen. Amen. So welcome, Apostle Gary Cooper, man of God. I welcome you on Iron Sharpener. Glory God to God. Please tell God us your you. um God bless you. Please tell us um your journey and your testimony. Amen. Amen. I I thank you. I thank you, Lady Sandra. God bless you for the platform that God has graced you to provide for, for men and women. I thank you. I bring you greetings from Acts of the Apostles Churches International, where I am the senior pastor and the founder, where my wife and I co-labored together as prophetess, Lady Erica Cooper. Amen. And I'm just humbled today. I'm humbled today because I remember years ago, over 20 years ago, I obviously I wasn't always uh, an apostle. I was one that, unfortunately, I was out there abusing drugs and alcohol and just running, running the streets aimlessly without no guidance of a, a father figure in my life at the time. He, he passed away when I was very young. And to God be the glory, my mother did a fantastic job with me and my brother raising us up. But unfortunately, all of us have a story. Some stories are good, some stories, some stories start off bad, but some stories start off good. And I'm, I'm humbled to though that, that my story 
is ending good. Amen. I, was, I remember growing up, I have a, 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 a best friend. She's actually, I call her my sister, the sister that I never had. And watch her go through what she went through. The Lord had give, given both of us a, a little motto. And it was from garbage to glory. Because when I look at my past life and how I never would have thought somebody like me that was always who loved to go to school, who loved to learn, who, who loved people. And, and just to see how growing up I was mistreated, misunderstood, um, embarrassed in a lot of cases because I was involved in following the wrong people and got involved with drugs at a young age and alcohol at a young age just, just to fit in. But I'm grateful that there was a day where the Lord, it reminds me of how the Lord did Saul before he became Paul and had an encounter where the Lord knocked me down in my sleep. And he gave me a vision and he showed me how I was going to be preaching through the Gentiles. He spoke to me through the word of God in Ephesians chapter three, where apostle Paul says, I believe in verse eight, he said, to the least of them, this grace has been given that I may preach the unsearchable riches of Jesus Christ. And way back in 2002, matter of fact, in 2000, actually it started. I was a member of a church in Newark, New Jersey. And we was having a Sunday service and the co-pastor stood up during the service and she said, Brother Cooper, can you please stand up? And unfortunately at that time, I was still in and out, one foot in, one foot out. And I was a little embarrassed, but I did stand up. And she looked me dead in my face. She came across the aisles and she said, I see the Lord saying that he's gonna make you a great pastor one day you're gonna you're gonna lead people teach people feed people help people instruct people train people and at that time i was was uncertain i didn't know whether to say amen or right. to be honest with you i was i was like who me <laughs> you know because i was i was still wasn't de fully delivered from drugs and alcohol at that time but then a couple of years later, the Lord spoke to me directly. And this is why I believe it's very important for, for men and women to understand when they feel they're called. You know, sometimes we're, we, you know, unintentionally, we allow men to, to raise us up or people to raise us up. When the truth of the matter is, it's God who calls you. It's God who elects you. Amen. And I'm, and I'm, I'm grateful I'm grateful that when the Lord spoke to me, he, not, he did not just speak to me in one passage of scripture. He spoke to me even back in the book of Ezekiel chapter three, where not only when he called me and told me I was going to be preaching out of Ephesians chapter three, but he took me to Ezekiel chapter three and where God was speaking through Ezekiel and telling him who his audience was going to be. Mm. <laughs> 
And I feel that's important for the for, for those who have a calling on your life. Understand when God calls you, he doesn't just tell you, oh, you're going to be an apostle or you're going to be a prophet or you're going to be an evangelist. He also tells you and prepares you for the audience that you're going to, to have to minister to. You have to find yourself speaking to. And he told me clearly in Ezekiel how Ezekiel was going to be dealing with a people that was stiff-necked, that was rebellious, and in other words, hard-headed. Glory to God. And, and I, you can imagine hearing that in the supernatural, hear the Lord speak to you through his word like that. Sometimes you, you will have a tendency to put your, your hands up or put the brakes up and say, oh, oh not me. I don't want to deal with nobody that's rebellious or that's, that's, that's stubborn and stiff-necked. But then the Lord showed me that the same people that I'm going to have you to minister to, it's the same person that you was growing up. Stubborn, stiff-necked. And this is where he showed me how he was going to be birthing a, a healing in the deliverance ministry right from my belly. Amen. Because in order to really be effective in that kind of ministry, you have to be have been there, done that, and have mm. gotten a few t-shirts. And um, I won't say unfortunately, but fortunately, I have been there. I know what it is to be on drugs and the Lord himself delivered me from them. I know what it is to be out there being a whoremonger and the Lord delivered me from it. I know what it is to be out there running around with guns in my pocket and running with the wrong crowds and the Lord delivered me from that. So back in 2002, I remember when my pastor at the time, he had licensed me to be a minister in September 29th, 2002. And I'll never forget my trial sermon because I don't know if they do that today in churches today where part of the launching pad to preach the gospel, they usually start you off with doing what is called your trial sermon. I don't, I don't know if they still do that today. Um, um, woman of God. But I remember and I only had seven minutes because <laughs> my wife, I get started, I can go. Um, some people say I can win it. But I, when, you, when you love what you do and you're passionate about what you do, more importantly, where the Lord has brought you from, Sometimes you don't realize how much you're talking and how much you're going. But I'm, I'm humble today because back then, my trial sermon was, the topic was, it was grace that brought me this far. And I'm, I'm very, I'm very, very in not just intrigued but excited but i'm anxious about the grace of god because when you think about the grace of god it's something that you cannot earn it's something that you cannot buy it's something that you cannot 
fathom at some times because life is his, his his love in action over life showing you that even though you might still be where you are currently it was the grace of god his love is to forget about your past and put you on the pathway to your destiny, to your future. And I remember sharing that sermon with the people, how the Lord brought me out of the life of drugs and at a young age being in prison and drinking so much. I was I was so bad at it. I used to go into my mother's pocketbook times and just take money out of there just so I can go and feed my habit. But to let everybody know that there is a God that can save you. There is a God that his grace is sufficient for you because he took he took that taste and that appetite away from me. He brought me to the place where after my trial sermon, I wind up joining another church in the same city of New Jersey. And the bishop at that time, he went on to be with the Lord not too long ago. He ordained me to be an elder in the Lord. And I saw myself growing and learning and developing because he was a very seasoned man. He was well into his 80s. And I remember always going to home and just sitting there. Like the way Mary did when Jesus came into their home, how Mary just stayed at the feet of Jesus. I used to just sit at his feet and just, just listen to him bring some different nuggets and principles of holiness and character development, how important it is to remain humble and to, and to live a life of righteousness. Amen. Because he was able to see the, the rough edges that I was still dealing with. And he was there to help me to, to identify them. Because sometimes we walk around with a mask on. We don't always realize what we're really dealing with on the inside until somebody actually shares with us. And, and the Lord will allow them. Because the Lord does use people. He, he used people to identify with us uh, what our weaknesses are. Amen. We sometimes we live in denial. Sometimes we don't That's always true. believe what people say, mm. or believe what we even see at times. And I was grateful for that journey of life. It took me nine years to go from being a minister of the gospel to an elder. Prophet Sandra. I remember woman of God, how I used to, I used to complain how, why it's taking so long for me to go from being a minister of the gospel to an elder. 
and it was nine years because I got ordained in 2011. I was minister since the minister in 2002. And I, and the Lord showed me, he said, before I take you, there's some things that I have to cut away from you. Had to circumcise my heart. Had to cut away some rough things and some rough edges and rough places. You have to learn what it is to go through the process. Amen. I share because many people out there that are listening today that know that you have a calling on your life. It's important not to rush the process because God is finisher of our life and he knows what's best for you. He knows what you're learning because it's important to endurance. So, so, you know, I can't talk for nobody else but me. I, I know what it is to start and not finish. And it was important, woman of God, that I had to go through that process in my journey to where I am as an apostle to learn what it is to finish a thing instead yeah. of just starting and getting, because, you know, sometimes life can throw you some curveballs. I don't want to sit there and say I'm preaching. No, I'm just sharing my testimony. Life has thrown me some curveballs. I know what it is to experience death. I know what it is to experience being in prison. I know what it is to be around the wrong people and and I remember growing, I jumped so bad by the, I had so much blood, my glasses was broken. And, and that's why it was, it was, it was easy for me to share that, that trial sermon. It was that book because I know it was, but the hand on my It was times where I woke up, opened my eyes and I was laying on the floor. Don't know how I got there. Don't know. So, the surprise that I was still able to, my heart was still beating alive. Because when I remember back what happened, how I was so intoxicated and high the night before, don't realize how I got home. How there was mm. times, woman of God, how I was driving, coming from a party and got into a car pileup. My car ran into one car and another car ran into me and I was just in this huge pileup, car pileup. But it was the grace of God that allowed me to out of the car. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. And not have a scratch on my body, not a bone. And just look at the car and say, wow. A lot of people don't have that kind of testimony. Some people don't come, don't come out of car crashes and car pileups without a scratch on their body, without a broken bone. Some people don't even live after something like that. Some people mm. we watch on the news where they have to come and peel them out of the car. That the Lord, his grace was upon me. And then I was able to meet someone that's dear to my heart and my to my to me and my wife. Our spiritual parents, Dr. Mario Kimball and Mother Kimball, out in Atlanta, Georgia. And they actually brought me into apostleship. I might be going a little bit too fast. I haven't even talked about my experience as a pastor. As a, as a pastor, woman of God, it, it happened so fast because I, I know what it is to man rape. I knew what my calling is because I know what the Lord spoke to me directly. But sometimes what people do, 
because they want you to be in their covering, in their circle, they'll promote you instead of allowing God to elevate you. My God, you're talking. The elevation of the Lord is much more beneficial, is much more productive, is much more sustainable, is much, is much more profitable than man raising you up. Because sometimes man have, and, and I'm not here to put any leader, I don't believe in doing that, you know, but men have a tendency to want to raise you up for their own agenda, for, for their own purposes. Yes. Instead of, instead of God, because it lets us know, Peter, I believe it's chapter five, verse six, he said that, that the hand, to humble yourself under the hand of God because he will exalt you in due season. Because there was a time, woman of God, that I ran from the calling because I was saying to myself, well, Lord, you're calling me to preach your gospel. But at the time, my life was so in turmoil. I had went through a battle. I had lost my job. And you know, to, you know, like I said, life will throw you some curveballs. And I'm, I'm saying that, well, Lord, if you're calling me to preach, how, how how can I do it when I don't I don't have any income right now? I don't even have any savings. I, you know, um, I'm still trying to figure out my way. You know, then my mother got got sick. And I had to go and mm. help her. I didn't know. And then the Lord, again, like I said earlier, He would speak to people on your behalf. And there was this 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 other pastor that I know. And he reached out to me. He talked to me. And he said, man of God, fear not. Because the Lord provides. And he gave me a phone number to call. It was this community center in Newark, New Jersey. And I called them. We had a conversation. And I was telling them what I what I want to do, what how I want to, you know, help the community, and how the Lord has given me a vision and a and a mission. And before I knew anything, I was signing contract to be able to rent that space for half of the amount that normally charge people to rent that space. Man. And I was just so overwhelmed because. At that time, it, it it cost quite a penny to an community center, but they only charged me two hundred and fifty dollars a month to rent it out. When typically it was usually around me five hundred to a thousand dollars a month to rent it out, and that's when I begin to to know that it was God's grace that was upon me. It was His favor that was on my life because when God something. He, he gives you the provision for your vision. Amen. He gives us all provision for our vision. There's no way God's going to call you to something and don't give you the provision for it. Amen. And ever, ever since then, the Lord has been making it possible for me to have venues to share the gospel and, and make it to those that are in that community and in that region, in that city to help them and to train them and to prepare them 
to, to know that Jesus Christ is the answer. Jesus Christ is our savior. He's our helper. Amen. And when I, I unfortunately, I went through a, a bad season in my life because the, the person who was covering and ordained me to be a pastor and next thing I know they was installing me to be an overseer and a bishop of the Lord's church. And it seemed like I was just being tossed. You know how the Bible says to, not, to be careful not to be tossed to and fro? I found myself being tossed to and fro because, because I was allowing man to raise me up and promote me and to elevate me when this is not something that the Lord has said it was my time and season for it. And I remember going, to, being invited to a conference in, in Georgia where our, our now spiritual parents are the, the covering of, over our ministry. I went to the conference and this prophet called my during the conference and he said, Mr. Cooper, can you please stand up? At the time they were calling me um, Bishop Cooper. He said, can you please stand up? And I stood up. And he said, man of God, I hear the Lord saying to you that you no longer have to carry the burden of the bishop prick. And I just bust out of crying because nobody on the earth, not even my mother, because at the time I was single then, nobody knew that I was carrying that burden because I... I, I know I didn't ask to be a bishop because, you know, scripture says for those who desire the office of a bishop, desire good work. So this is a, a, a that that kind of office of the bishop is something that you need to you have to desire it. It's not mm. one of the, the ascension gifts of Christ. I mean, yeah, he gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, pastors and teachers. Bishop is a is a desired work something that you desire to do. And I carry that burden because I knew that it was just so messy how they, how can you go from being a pastor one day and a bishop the next day without going through anything? <laughs> you know? Wow. I carry, I carry that burden for so long. And for the for the man of God, the prophet of God, to, to hear God clearly say that, and share that with me. It just astounded me. I, before I knew anything, woman of God, I was laid out on the floor mm. in front of all those people. It was pretty much like a packed house. And all I remember so what, at the time. I have a question. Um, was, when you were ordained as a bishop, how long it took you? How did and how did you get out of it? How many years you serve as a bishop? How long it took me to be ordained? How long it took me to be yeah, ordained or to come out of it? To, um, you were doing it because they ordained you. How long you were serving as a bishop, and then how did you get out of that? Oh, okay, okay. okay. I was I was ordained as a bishop back in 2015. I was actually serving as a bishop for two years hmm. because in 20. Because in 2017, that's when my spiritual spiritual dad and mom affirmed me as an apostle. Mm. 
because they took the time to to examine me, examine my character, to see what year was this? I was as a as a man, as a person. Twenty seventeen. Oh, two years August, after August being a bishop, you were ordained August as an apostle. Twenty seventeen. Yes, yes, yes. I even though I felt that that was fast, but I know the Lord has spoken and said that God, he was going to take me further, faster. Because so did you leave God's ministry or it's the same ministry? To, no, it's a, it's a total different ministry. So you left that... Wait, well, I'm sorry, ask the question again? Where were, you were serving as a bishop. Did you leave that ministry after the prophecy or you served... How long after that you served, and what did you? How how did the transformation come about? Oh no, serving. Oh, serving as a bishop at that time because I was the, the Lord has spoken to about the name of the the church that He birthed out of me back in twenty fourteen. Because twenty fourteen, that's when I became a pastor, and the Lord had birthed out Acts of the Apostles, Churches International, that same time, and on March second. 2014, I was still serving and being a servant in the Lord's church for Acts of the Apostles because I, I was not just the, the pastor but also the founder of that ministry. So I didn't, de I didn't go away from that ministry. It's just that the people that I had got involved in to cover me, ordain me, I realized after the fact that that's not what God had wanted. But he allowed me to go through that process to experience so I can help others, can help other pastors and other men and women of God to, to learn how to be still and know that he is God. Know that God will take you through that process and not just allow man to bring you up, promote you or position you. Allow the Lord to do it himself. And I learned that all through being under our spiritual parents, Dr. Mario Kimball and Mother Kimball, for, for all these years now, imparting in me, training me, preparing me, allowing me to get the nuggets and the and then the wisdom and also the wisdom comes from God Himself through the Holy Spirit. Amen. But the training That's that true. they was pouring into me, going to these different conferences, I mean, that we 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 can't rush a thing, you know. We have to allow the Lord to take us through that process, and I, I'm, I'm grateful. That, that's why that, that word grace means so much to me, because I realized that it was grace that brought me to where I am right now. You know, Amen. I, so I, know I, I'm so humbled. And, so after you, um, I, I so they ordain you as an I apostle. I won't turn back. Two years after you got that prophecy. You got you continue to serve as a bishop, and then two years later, you were ordained as an apostle. Amen, amen, amen. And you're in a different amen. ministry, and that's or where you're I am today, apostle in that's the Lord's your, church, right? That's in the same ministry that you found. No, I'm saying the same, same actually the apostles. Amen. The same ministry that the Lord gave me, not that I found. The Lord gave me that ministry. <laughs> That's 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 key. So, Everybody need to know the so Lord who gives key. it to you. Yes, the Lord. So you're saying 
when you're ordained by man and they give you a title, if that's not the right thing God um, said about someone, the Lord himself will reverse it and bring you into where you ought to be, right? Mm -hmm. Amen. I won't call it reversal. I think what the Lord would allow is for us to experience based on the Holy Spirit. This is why it's important that every leader must be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Because Amen. the Holy Spirit will give you a conviction. And that conviction will lead, in, in, as far as my case, it will give you a burden. A burden to know that God is not in this. You know, mm. God, God did not bring this about. And the Holy Spirit will give you that burden, you know. But if, if we're not careful, you know, because to me, those things were pretty new to me, you know. Bishops and overseers, although obviously I've heard of that growing up, you know. But those things was new to me. It's actually experience and walking in it. And if if we're not if we're not careful, we can be we can be carrying or walking or 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 to an office that that's not what God wants us to be. And you you won't find yourself being effective. You won't find flowing in the anointing because you're 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 actually you're actually doing something out of your from a fleshly st or a carnal st standpoint, instead of doing it from a spiritual standpoint. Because, it, it, you know, I, even the, the, word, the word teaches us that who God calls, he also, he also, who God calls, he also predestined. And yes. then he predestined, I'm sorry, I'm saying it back. Who, who he predestined, he called to be apostle in the Lord's church or you're going to be a prophetess or you or you're going to be a pastor he know that before they for the foundation so of the earth we have to yes. be careful to not allow man is that we got to be careful to not allow man to push us prematurely when God has a set time when God has an appointed time and I'm, I'm grateful that he says I, to those he predestined all, to those he called, he will also justify. And then he will also glorify. Amen. And I, I'm grateful that I went through that because I, I can imagine walking around saying I'm a bishop and trying to, you know, be a bishop, but walking around with that burden. There's no way that you could be effective. There's no way that you can really be productive carrying a burden because the Bible, the Bible lets us know in Deuteronomy that but God bless the Lord maketh one rich and he adds no sorrow. So there's no way that God can bless you with something and you have a burden. You feel depressed. You, you, you feel like that's, you, that you don't fit in, that that's not where you're supposed to be. And I'm, I'm grateful to this day that where the Lord has me today, I feel free. I can, I can spread my wings. I can, I can go on with the assignment the Lord has given me to, to build, to plant, to train, to help people, to impact the communities and 
men and women, young or old, get to know who Jesus is and the pardon of their sins. I'm that. I'm passionate about that. Amen. I'm grateful that the Lord has blessed me with a companion that can co-labor with me in the gospel. <laughs> that we can do this together. And it's amazing how God did it. He brought in a, in a prophet together. Because if you study scripture, the foundations of the church was built by the apostles and the prophets. Glory Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And that just, that just, I know, I know I keep smiling and you know, it's just exciting to know that because you know, we, we, we both know what it is to go through, go through trials and tribulations and go through hard times, you know, but they I are made upon the Lord. It was such a powerful, your testimony is so powerful. Um, I wanted to ask you for those who are struggling with you leave drugs. leave it to me, and... I just keep talking to God. I just keep talking. <laughs> I wanted to ask you a question um, for those who are listening on this broadcast or will be listening. How did you go from having the addiction and desire for drugs or alcohol or sex or whatever? And you said the Lord delivered you. Um, let people know right now that it is real because the enemy will tell them you can never get out of this. And you know, a lot of them go back, relapse, go back, go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, never truly get delivered. What you think is missing because the blood of Jesus is still powerful now as it was then, and the word of God sanctifies and cleanses through his word. So tell us, how did you deal with Yes. When you when you said you were under your uh, pastor yes. and God was working it out and he, he teach you to be a man of integrity and character, how did you get out of this break free from the addiction? Well, the first the first step that people need to to really embrace that it first has to be a mind you have to make up your mind and once you make up your mind your body will also follow but from the, from the bible teaches us that as it is in the so mind up so sometimes it takes a, a person to go through something some kind of trauma you know, un un unfortunately, you, you might have to find yourself being told, oh, okay, if you don't stop smoking, X, Y, Z is going to happen. Or or for my case, I was seeing how every time I was intoxicated or I got high, I always found myself in a bad situation, whether it was a, a, a accident or finding myself, you know, in harm's way, someone wanting to shoot at me or getting into some kind of violent situation. So when you really give your your life and your soul to Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit begins to start dwelling on the inside of you and living on the inside of you, now the Holy Spirit begins to combat those 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 bad habits and those feelings that we have. 
And because you made your mind up, now the Holy Spirit works in conjunction with you to empower you to, to cut away from those those lustful desires, those sinful desires. And I, I was I was blessed to be a person that I didn't, and this may be everybody's testimony because I'm not, I'm not at, you know, I'm, I'm not downing going to AA meetings or I'm not downing going to different group meetings that, that will help you, you know, you know, get over that habit. But I'm blessed to be able to say that I didn't have to pay alcohol now. I didn't have to go counsel once i made up and i saw where the pathway that my life was going through the the through the abuse of drugs and cocaine and and alcohol i just surrendered myself i said lord here i am help me this taste away and something about humbling yourself there's something about this because I remember reading in Psalm 51 where David said, only a broken and a contrite heart God will not despise. There's sometimes what we have to do, we have to come broken before him. Because there's, sure. there's many times where we, we'll say out of our mouth, oh, I want to stop. But we haven't really made it up in mind. So that's mm -hmm. when people made those ups and downs where they stop for a few weeks or a few months and then they find themselves going back to it. Because if we're not careful, drugs is also like a spirit. It can become a stronghold. And the Bible says in order to bind up the stronghold, you got to bind first the strong man. To bind that strong man, you can't do it on your own. There's, That's true. You can't do it through books and education. To bind up the strong man, you got to have someone that, that is a strong man. And the Holy Spirit in Jesus Christ is that strong man. His word is that strong man. So, so me personally, for my testimony, that's why I keep talking about grace so much. It was grace that brought me this far, but it was also the power of the Spirit that allowed me to break free from those addictions. First and foremost, because I made my mind up. I made my mind up, you know, and I, I believe in that because it's, scripture teaches about the importance of a, of a good mindset. You know, in the book of Philippians chapter, it said, let this mind be that was also in Christ Amen. Jesus. There's so many scriptures that talks about the mind, you know, in, in Ephesians chapter four, it says renewed in the spirit of your mind. Amen. And and if, if, if we're not careful, our mind can play tricks on us. If we're not careful, our mind is the one that can make us stop a thing or continue a thing. And Man. we need to we need to humble ourselves under the hand of God and know that the Lord is the one that can see us through. Amen. I can clearly say that it was the Lord that helped me that break free from those addictions. Praise God. Did you um, experience condemnation or self-condemnation? Because the world condemns us and then we, have, we, we battle with self-condemnation. And even though 
the scripture said, therefore, there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. The church have a way of condemn, condemning people of their past. Oh, and therefore, Lord. and then they oh. become a stronghold. And then it dig deep and then you just condemn yourself. And then, you know, a lot of people battle with this even when they're called. How can God use me? I am nobody. I, I this, I that, I that. You condemn yourself. So what do you have to say to men who are called out there who came out of a lot of stuff and God wants to use them, but because of this condemnation and self-condemnation, how did you get away from that? You know who you are in Christ. Did you just walk in it like that? Or you also had to struggle? You had struggle with self-condemnation? I myself, that's a very interesting question that you're asking. And myself know firsthand what it is to be condemned by the church. Yeah. Because we have to understand that no matter what your position may be, no matter what your title may be, you're you're human first. And this is the Bible so big on and like in the book of Colossians, it says to mortify the deeds of the flesh. Because a lot of times our flesh can get in the way. And that's why that scripture says that you just quoted in Romans 8 and 1. It says, now, therefore, there is no condemnation. But there's a, there's, there's, you have to catch there. He says, there's no condemnation for those who walk not after the flesh, but after right. the spirit. Spirit. And sometimes, you know, whether it's a church situation or sometimes people can be condemned with, by their own families, they can be condemned by the world, the public, no matter what the condemnation comes from, we have to realize that we don't have to answer to what people may be calling you or perceiving you. The most important thing you want to do is align your life with the word of God. That's how you're free from any condemnation by allowing your life with the word of God. And unfortunately, because of, you know, other, you know, preachers at the time or pastors at the time, finding out my down, finding out that I was married more than once and finding out how I, 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 used, to, I used to be on drugs so, you know, heavily, they begin to start gossiping. They begin to start putting it out there, you know, and, it, it, it's a hurtful feeling because on the inside, you're saying that you know that Lord set you free from those things, but sometimes you're like an open book to many people. And a lot of times they don't even get a chance to read the whole, the first few chapters. And in the beginning of the book, just like in the, the Bible days, it says in the beginning, the earth was without form and void. In other words, there was nothing before God spoke everything into existence. Many people are like that open book. In the beginning, their life was like this, or they made some mistakes growing up, or they, or they like for me, you know, I, I've been through drugs and alcohol and went through all the different things, you know, that many people may turn their face down to or 
so you know so-called Christians or those how I call it those holy rollers that because some people could get so holy that they feel like they ain't never been through nothing or they ain't never experienced a, a you know a, a painful season in their life or or went through anything you know and we got careful because that fits you into a judgmental status and that's where condemnation breeds off of it breeds off of judging one another and yes unfortunately I know what it is to be condemned and then I begin to start self-condemning myself by saying hey Gary are you really worthy of this? And that's what led me to run from the call that God gave me because I thought that I wasn't worthy of it I, because of the way people still perceive me at that time. You know? Even to this day, there's some people that you know me and my wife encounter or talk to or, or try to fellowship with. They try, they try to bring up past, but they don't see my future. Mm. And, and now what I, I do is now, you know, I remember my, my pastor back then, he, used to, he he put something in my life that changed my life. And I want to share this to all the men that may be listening or the women that may be listening. The man of God told me, he said, man of God, always remember, you can always outlive a lie. You can always outlive a lie. Because lie is, is coming from the devil because he's the father of lies. Lies, people will want to keep you in that place that you may be free from years ago. They may say, oh, don't talk to Gary. He's still he's still a whoremonger. Don't talk to Gary. He's still a drug user. Don't talk to this one. Don't talk to that one because of this. But you can always outlive that lie. Just let, like my, my mother, before she went on to be with the Lord, one of her pet peeve scriptures is in Matthew 5, where... The Bible says what Jesus says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. And I say that to men today. Yes, there may be people trying to condemn you or have condemned you. Let your light continue to shine. Let people see that you're not that same person. You're not, you're not that same angry person or you're not that same hot-tempered person. You're not that same person that abuses drugs and abuses alcohol. Because no matter what you do, good or bad, people are going to always have something to say. But the only person that can really has a place to put you, whether it's heaven or hell, is the Lord Jesus Christ. So he's the that we need to be pleasing people. Amen. All we have to do is continue to live the life that God wants us to live through his word. Praise the Lord. That's... And like the Bible says, who the son sets free is free indeed. When the Lord yes. Jesus sets you free, it don't matter what man got to say. So, so powerful. I, I, that, that question is a powerful it's a powerful question because there's some, even even as I'm feeling the Holy Ghost right now, there's some men out there right now that's still living condemned. And I want you to know that the Lord Jesus wants to set you free today. You don't have to continue to live condemned just because of what people keep calling you, what people keep trying to rehash your past. As long as the Holy Ghost is, is ruling you and leading and guiding you 
The Bible says the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you into all truth. He will never lead you into a lie. And I want to say to everyone, your past was a lie. But your future is full of promise and truth. So let God arise and all our enemies will be scattered. Amen. I want you to um, speak to um, men who are struggling. Not all of them actually arise and keep going. Right. Some of them keep falling and falling, pick themselves up falling. What can you say to them right now? What I want to say to fall, the men get up, fall, finding get up. themselves falling and get up. You know, the, the Holy Spirit is reminding me of the scripture. The Bible says that a righteous man falls seven times, but he gets back up. James is really clear in chapter five of the book of James. The book of James talks about how the effective Fervent prayer of righteous man available. And for men that are habitually finding themselves falling and you know they keep you know going back into those bad habits, we need to know that the God has people that He will assign to you that's willing and able to help you get strong. Like the Bible says, iron sharpeneth iron. I love I love the platform that the Lord has given you, women of God. Iron sharpeneth iron. The Lord will the Lord will bring people in life. Just like I love reading Psalm 91. He said, he, the Bible says in Psalm 91, he would give his angels charge concerning you. Man of God, woman of God struggling habitually. Continue to seek the Lord with all your heart, with all your mind, and all your strength. Come to the Lord, open, honest, saying, Lord, please help me have it away. Take this addiction away. The Lord will in no wise cast you out. He is your helper. The Holy Spirit is not just, you know, a, a, a person or the triune God, but the Holy Spirit is a helper. He, he's a comforter. The Holy Spirit can help you and he's willing to help you don't feel don't feel that you that there's there's no way out please know that there is a way out there is a way out and the way out is jesus we Man. just gotta strengthen our faith and and if if the, if the woman of god allow me to i want to pray for those struggling men Please do. I was going to ask that the Lord, the Lord still, still available. I remember in Genesis chapter eight, the Bible says in verse one, and the Lord remembered Noah. <laughs> There's some Noahs out there. Hallelujah, Jesus. That feels like nobody cares. That feel like there's no way out. Feel like they're always going to just find themselves stuck in a rut. Stuck in that addiction, stuck in that that situation. And in the name of Jesus, pray today 
that the same way you showed up Noah and you remembered him. Lord God, we pray today, my wife and I touch and agree that you encourage that man, encourage that woman that's struggling and let them know is available, that your grace is still sufficient in the name of Jesus. Your word says to trust in the Lord and lean not to our own understanding, but to acknowledge him in all of our ways and he will direct our path. To those Noahs out there, to those even to the women out there that may be struggling or going through some kind of habitual situation. I pray that the Lord will touch your, touch your heart, touch your mind. Renew you and empower you, reinvigorate you, increase your stamina to say no. The Bible says to let your yes be yes and your no, no. I pray that the Lord will give you men out there that are struggling the ministry of the word no. That when the enemy comes to tempt you, know that you don't have to to cave in. Know that the Lord himself will give you the stamina and the willpower to say no. I pray that over your life right now in the name of Jesus. And it is so in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Apostle Gary Cooper, for such a powerful testimony. My God, it's amazing. And I know this will touch the nations once we release it. Glory to God. We are out of time for today, but we will Amen. have you back, sir, because God has given you so much. Much is given, much is required. Amen. Glory to God. You haven't started Amen. preaching yet. <laughs> this is you. just the surface, my God. So please, before you go, release you. I thank you. It's an honor to have you, sir. Um, I think it's divine connection. Amen. The Lord set it up this Amen. way. Amen. I want I you to pray for the platform. Pray for Amen. Iron Sharpener. Pray that as it go global. It will touch the hearts and the soul and the mind of men because only God could draw the hearts of men to him. And that's the whole reason to have this platform is to is for soul winning. So I just want you to pray that God's will be done Amen. on this platform and it will go forth in the realm of the spirit, every word, and it will not fall on stony ground but it will fall in the hearts of men that there will be change and transformation go ahead sir yes father god in the name of jesus we thank you we thank you god for this avenue we thank you oh god for this platform we thank you oh god for this 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 birthing place oh god this place oh god of transformation this place oh god of of reformation this this place oh god of Oh God, of, of of revival, oh God, and and healing, oh God. We thank you, oh God, for your servant, the your instrument, oh God, your daughter of Zion, oh God, this woman of God, Sandra, Sandra Bookman. Lord God, we thank you for her, oh God. Thank you for this vision that you have given her. 
We thank you, oh God, for the provision that you are giving her, oh God. And God, we pray, oh God, that, that, that you would enlarge her territory in the name of Jesus. That you would expand and orders, oh God, that this that this mission, this mission field, because you said that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. We pray, oh God, because you are the Lord of the harvest, that you will send helpers, oh God, people, oh God, that have a kindred spirit in the name of Jesus, that will come, oh God, with their with a mind to work, like in the days of Nehemiah, in the name of Jesus, that they will come and say, what would you have me to do? What will my hands find to do, oh God? That they will that will come together, oh. God corporately, oh God, to push this this mission, oh God, globally, internationally, oh God, domestically, that it will reach the regions, the cities, the nations, in the name of Jesus, discipling people, discipling men, oh God, bringing men, oh God, like your word that men should always pray and not, oh God, that they will find themselves, oh God, being empowered and not concealed, feeling like they have to walk around bound, oh God, because you said, oh God, that you give us the keys, and I bless your name, God, for giving us, oh God, keys to bind and loose, oh God, opening a platform, oh God, where men can come and humble themselves and express themselves, oh God, but find relief, find restoration, find healing, find deliverance, and God, we thank Jesus, because we know that this is your will. We know that this is what you have us do in in this time that we're living in right now. Oh God, because you don't you don't desire one to be lost, and we bless your name, oh God. So God, I pray for a I pray for fresh oil. I pray for a breaking of the follow ground in the name of Jesus. That everything that the woman of God is seeking and asking, and even where there's any lack. I pray, God, that you would, oh God, that you, that by the floodgates of heaven, uh, open heaven be over her, over this platform. Or open heaven will be open in, in the name of Jesus. Because this is your word. This is your word. You want to chop in one another. And God, we thank you in advance. We thank you in advance, oh God. We thank you in advance because you, you are God that looks over the righteous, oh God. We thank you. We thank you. And we believe it and we seal it by saying it is so. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Powerful prayer. I feel the anointing, the presence of God in the studio, in this area. Glory to God. I just want to thank God that you took the time out to be a blessing on Iron Sharpener. And I declare and I decree that God will fulfill every prayer request for you because you make yourself available to use in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you, Dr. Apostle. <laughs> and you'll be hearing God from me soon. Uh oh, you're speaking something. You. you speak something. You said, Doctor, you're speaking something. <laughs> Watch yourself. Watch yourself. Doctor coming up, Doctor. <laughs> That's by the Spirit. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Glory to God. We give God praise. Whatever his will so what is. What I really Lord want, God, Doctor. Let's call it out. Dr. Cooper, I really want uh -oh, more. Uh-oh, what more, you say? <laughs> call it out. I really want more call teaching. Call it out, right? Yes, more teaching for men. Men, topics like preparing yes. men for marriage, preparing men for ministry, preparing men to stand up and be the head of the household. Because a lot of time, men do not take their role. And it's up to the woman to, yes. to do it. And I believe if Adam yes. had taken his role, 
Eve yes, would have gotten yes, defeated. Yes. He, he left his yes, role. Yes. Absolutely. So we need you to come yes. up with these, these, these teachings and hit the mark because yes. men have strayed away from the landmark Absolutely. that God have placed for them. Absolutely. To take the minion authority. Amen. So that's what we're going Amen. to hit that Amen. target when you come back on the show. Amen. Amen. God Amen. bless you, sir. Have God a be good glory. day. Glory to God. There's a few businesses I want to announce. If you're in the Atlanta, Georgia area and you need an automobile, a used automobile, you want to contact GMD Auto, Automart. GMD Automart. And the number is 678 751 1431. 678 751 1431. GMD auto marts used cars are available glory to god if you are in the upstate new york area and you're looking for properties you want to connect with win morrison realty all the way in catskill new york and you want to connect me sandra buchanan 518-267-9181 518-267-9181 if you want to buy land to build new projects if you want to sell your property you want to buy commercial multi-units if you want to buy storage units whatever way you want to invest now is the time it is a seller's market glory to god so i will be your agent upstate new york downstate new york glory to god you want to connect also if you're in the upstate new york area and you need a seamstress you want to connect with leela smith she does dressmaking tailoring seamstress you alter men and women clothing she also do um custom made if you need have fabric you want to make a fresh outfit she does that if you're out of state you could ship your measurements and the fabric to her she will get it done her name is leela smith and her number is 518-653-0600 again 518-653-0600 if you're looking for a caterer for caribbean dishes you want to connect with caribbean kitchen and the number is 518-653-3764 518-653-3764 caribbean kitchen she does catering if you're having a party or an event and you need some delicious caribbean meals you want to connect with margaret ryman at caribbean kitchen if you need your car to be detailing like brand new you want to connect with dorian ryman and auto rhyme car detailing auto rhyme car detailing and his number is 518-653-3764 if you need a tax preparer it's tax time you want to connect with Celia graham in hudson new york and her number is 518-821-5164 Again, 518-821-5164. Celia Graham, tax preparer. Glory to God. If you're looking for a home church to go to in the Hudson, upstate New York area, you don't have a place where you go for fellowship, 
You can fellowship with us at All Nations Church, Hudson, New York. It's at 389 Fairview Avenue, Hudson, New York. 389 Fairview Avenue, Hudson, New York. And it's right in the Bagel Time Plaza on Fairview Avenue. Our worship time is 3 p.m. every Sunday. 3 p.m. every Sunday. And we have a Bible studies every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. And we also have Bible studies every Thursday night at 7 p.m. So come and fellowship with us at All Nations Church. It is glorious. Glory to God. If you are in the Hudson, New York area and you're looking for a day spa, Serenity Wellness Center Day Spa, a spa like no other, Serenity Wellness Day Spa is also mobile. We could come to you for spa parties. You may be looking for a gift to buy a loved one, a friend, a mother, father, a, whoever it is. We sell gift certificates. They're on sale for Father's Day, for Mother's Day, for Easter, for every occasion. Gift certificates are online at serenitywellnesscenterdayspa.com. Again, serenitywellnesscenterdayspa.com. A spa like no other. It's in Hudson, New York. Glory to God. And the website is www.serenitywellnesscenterdayspa.com.